0: Important stuff. Learn squeeze on
1: the morning after with Nick and Big J. The
0: important stuff is brought to you by the advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444 chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Some sad news yesterday out of the Boise State Camp, man. The owners of Cowboy Cole You know him. He is the official T-Dog of the Boise State Broncos, also the bat dog for the Boise Hawks, announced yesterday that Cole passed away. According to a Facebook post, Cole, who also went by Rev It Up Cole, passed away in the loving arms of his owners, Christy and Cade Colson. the Boise State (laughs) official T-Dog for the Broncos football games and bat dog for the Boise Hawks baseball team. He went to home games for the Broncos and Hawks and grabbed either the baseball bat or the kickoff tee from the field. He had more than 500 media appearances between local and national outlets. I mean, you know, he was almost as famous as the Blue Turf was. You were always guaranteed to get at least one cutaway during a broadcast of Cole running out and grabbing the tee on kickoff. So that was pretty sad. During his time at Boise State, his popularity was hard to ignore with numerous collegiate professional football players. And they always had fun to take photos with him and have a good time. So he will be missed. It doesn't sound like they're planning on having some sort of replacement, so I guess that's at least somewhat good. Or if there is, you know, he's got a son that technically is the bat dog for another minor league baseball team in another part of the country. So it clearly runs in his blood being somebody that's good fetching sports stuff, so that's good. But he was a good boy, a very good boy. And he will be missed not only by fans, but also during the broadcast, people that watched across the country, I'm sure. So rest in peace to Colt. Good dog. Hey, uh, if you remember last year, the Tennessee Titans had an issue with COVID-19. And guess what's happening again this year?
1: Yeah, they got an issue with COVID-19. Yeah, another out outbreak. way early,
0: though. It's true. That's after the preseason. But the COVID-19 outbreak on the Tennessee Titans has grown to nine people yesterday. Of course, we already told you that the head coach, Mike Vrabel, has been down because of it. Now it involves Ryan Tannehill as well. Uh, John Robinson, their general manager, said that uh, Tannehill, tight end Jeff Swain, linebacker uh, Justin March-Lillard joined four other players on the reserve COVID-19 list. And uh, also special teams coordinator Craig Aukerman joined um, Mike Vrabel as well as somebody that was positive. So the Titans are having COVID issues currently. I thought you were going to say something. No, oh, I was going to
1: say, I think uh, that the Vrabel's back now already with negative tests. He's waiting Uh, on a
0: third negative test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he's still at home until he gets that. But uh, sad news for the Philadelphia Phillies as well. Their first baseman, Rice Hoskins, who's been leading the team in home runs and RBIs, will have to miss the rest of the season. He has an abdominal tear that will require surgery. He announced that yesterday. Uh, He apparently has been dealing with the injury all season, but then he recently aggravated it. Of course, the Phillies are kind of on the outside looking in with the playoffs, but they have a puncher's chance at that second wild card. But uh, now with their offensive leader in the clubhouse, it's probably going to be a little bit tougher for them to get there. But he was having a a hell of a year. Congratulations are in order, Big J, for Norman Reedus. He is famous, of course, for being on The Walking Dead. He's Daryl on that show. And Diane Kruger, the actress. They have announced that they are getting together, Big J, and they are engaged. Kruger! The pair met on the set of their 2015 movie Sky, and then apparently have been dating since 2017. They oh, already wow. have a two year old daughter together, so this relationship is not anything new. Uh, but the fact that they are getting married is a pretty big deal for both of them. They're very excited, and congratulations to. Norman Reedus and Diane Kruger, two people we know nothing about, nor have they never been on this show. But we certainly wish them well, do we not, Big J? Yeah, of course. Unless you have some sort of ill will towards either one of them. That I don't know about. Not any, these people. Any beasts with Norman Reedus other no. than the fact that he continues to be on the Walking Dead? A show you dislike? Sure. Did you ever play that mm. video game he was part of? No, I can't even remember what it's called. I know it was called like Walking the, the Stranding. video. Stranding. Uh, yeah, the strand, Dead Stranding, something Dead like that. Yeah, they
1: just put out a new DLC. Fun. I skipped over that information yesterday for Nerdler. Probably a good idea.
0: Big J's life lesson on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And
1: today's life lesson is about commitment. And, uh, you know, you make commitments to things, and that's great. You know, here's an important part uh, of making a commitment is that you keep it. And uh, that that is an important aspect in your probably personal achievements. Maybe it's part of your self-care. I don't know. Either way, uh, there's big commitments and there's little commitments. And I think uh, there's an appropriate time when you can go and reevaluate a commitment to something you've decided to do, Nick. And uh, for me, uh, years ago, and I'm not sure why I decided to make this commitment, but I've stood by it for years now. And that is with uh, Facebook birthday messages. Okay As uh, you know It's your birthday Facebook You get an incoming All the friends uh, who, uh, who like you Or whatever Even the ones that don't uh, Will will say happy birthday to you <clears throat> And uh, I, I I, For some reason Decided early on I'm like You know what I'm going to personally Thank each and every one Of these people And not just do A, 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 a lazy Post the next day Saying thank you For all the love mm-hmm. uh, I want the, I want that personal connection And so uh, as uh, my friends list grew So did that time uh, of, of having to I mean listen you asked me earlier this morning What I did yesterday Half the day was me Saying thank you For the birthday wishes yeah. uh, And uh, that that's a hefty Commitment to make, and I was thinking about this today. is I'm still trying to catch up, I'm like, "Do I need? I don't need to keep doing this. Why am I keeping to doing this?" And so, I was like, "Maybe I should reevaluate this uh, commitment that I made." And then I realized, you know, part of the reason I do it is there's a lot of people that, <clears throat> uh, throughout uh, my history here in, in the profession of radio, and just friends that I, uh, I, you know, I don't get to talk to on a regular basis. And you know, the birthday thing is one of those rare times where. At least I get to exchange a couple messages with somebody, and so I don't want to lose that. So I'm going to keep that commitment and continue to do that. And now I used to, at the same time, try to shame people who didn't want to keep that same kind of uh, meticulous. Yeah, you did that with me. Expression, yeah, and uh, and that's not cool. <laughs> I realized uh, as I've gotten older, uh, as I've turned 45 now, uh, it's you know, shaming people for not uh, living up to the same high standards that you have isn't cool, and uh, that that is maybe you know. It's a ridiculous standard to have in the first place. So, those are some important aspects of just you know running the day to day operations of your life that you should probably think about. So, you know, reevaluating commitments is something that you should probably do. Now, let's not you know start getting crazy. We, commitments like marriage and things like that. I mean, that might be kind of hardcore uh, if you start thinking about that. But on those day to day, the smaller kind of things that we do, not not there's nothing wrong with reevaluating those.
0: So let me get this straight though, you you reevaluated and decided that you were going to continue doing it. Is yeah. That right. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out if you decided at the end of that, like this is the last year, or but you're going to continue to do it.
1: Yeah, because of that connection that you know I, I get with some people, and it's you know rare, and I, I feel like it's not fair if I respond to just a couple people. That's not cool. Um. So I, I go ahead and try to get everybody, and if I miss somebody, I feel bad about it, but. Uh, that's just an example of you know commitment here. And as I was going through, I'm like, hey, this is this is weird that I do this. Not a lot of other people do that. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's true. But you know what? Not a lot of other people have you know hundreds upon hundreds of happy birthday messages either. You know, I mean, uh, the, true, uh, yes. the, the 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 number still is fairly low on the average Facebook user's friends page. Like, if you average it all out, the average Facebook user has about 80 to 90 friends. And, uh, you know, you would say conservatively, what, 45% of the people that follow you will say happy birthday, if that's probably a pretty high number. I mean, even in your case, it's probably high. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if you've got, what, you got like 1,200, 1,300 friends or something like that on the Facebooks? Yeah.
1: Well, and so, doing on the math.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying, it, it's probably, you know, it's a little bit more difficult for you to say hey, thank you to everybody than it is for, <laughs> you know, Marty say there,
1: Anderson. Let's there's, there's you know, average about 200.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. That's it is. That's a lot. And that's why I decided, because I did the same thing for a while, and I was just like, listen, you know, number one, usually, th- almost 100% of the time, your comments will go unanswered. And so it's like, eh, they just want to say happy birthday, and that's cool. And so I just decided to like everyone, yeah. but uh, so that everybody feels seen. And I do see all of them. It's just one of those deals where it's like, you know what? Uh, it's okay. How you handle that is how you handle that. It certainly doesn't mean they're less appreciated. But uh, you're right. If you want to handle it your own way, you certainly can. There's no problem in that. And I'm glad that you get to say happy birthday to everybody. And how did it feel? Did it strike up any really good conversations?
1: Uh, Yeah. Did you solve yeah. any problems? Yes, I did. Like what? No, I didn't solve any problems. Oh. You're just asking weird follow-up questions. Nah, not
0: weird. I just I was hoping that maybe it led to bigger and grander things. Or maybe you, you, you maybe had you a meaningful conversation with somebody you hadn't talked to in over a year. But if that's not the case, then either way, successful. Happy birthday. That's what you got to do. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your fun life lesson heading into the weekend. Good
1: morning After with Nick and Big J.
0: Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24/7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, when it comes to kicking back, relaxing, your leisure time, do you have a hard time doing that? No. Do you feel guilty because yes. of the amount of time that you spend doing le- less uh, leisurely activities? Absolutely. Uh, do you feel like you'll change that at any time soon? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, feeling guilty about it is probably not great, right? Yeah. But, I mean, the other options are actually getting up off your duff and doing something. So what are the odds you do that?
1: They're pretty good. Okay. Like... Uh, I, I mean, I mean that's one of the reasons why I decided I wanted to volunteer with the Alzheimer's Association is because I felt like, uh, you know, I should probably do something, you know, with some of my spare time here. Gotcha. Well, beautiful.
0: Uh, you are not alone. Uh, a lot of people who have uh, extra leisure time find it as wasteful. And people that spend a lot of time playing television and video games, more so than their maybe counterparts, find themselves less happy and more depressed. They find themselves also more anxious and stressed. Now, the researchers from Ohio State University and Harvard that put this story together says, listen, we're not trying to link TV and video games with stress and depression. That's not fair. But what they say is they feel like it has more to do with people feel like they're not doing something productive as opposed to doing something productive that leads to this depression, guilt, anxiety and stress. So, while the global society and there are people everywhere that hear the same messages about how important it is to be busy and productive, once you believe that and internalize that message that leisure is a waste, you start to feel a little bit more depressed and less happy about doing all that kind of stuff. No matter where you live, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're just not that active, you start to feel pretty rough about it. So, the way to fix that, guess what, is to actually do something. And spend less time being leisurely and non-productive. And that's a pretty big hurdle when you're already depressed and stressed out and
1: anxious. Yeah, purpose is really important thing for life.
0: Yeah. And uh, and so there's not like they're not trying to say that you need to cut down, that you need to less uh, play less video games or watch less TV or do more productive things. They're just saying, hey, listen, you know, the way that you spend your spare time could directly impact your mental health. And that probably isn't that crazy at all, right? Yeah. I mean, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. So think about it. Switch things up a little bit if things are kind of down to the dumps for you and you're not feeling all that great inside. Maybe doing a little something extra and keeping yourself safe and healthy about that is a good way to improve your mental health. Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox last night joined Sandy Koufax as the only pitchers ever to have three immaculate innings. He struck out the side against the Minnesota Twins on nine pitches. An immaculate inning is when a pitcher strikes out all three batters in an inning using the minimum of nine pitches sales two other immaculate innings both came in 2019 one in may the other in june koufax had his three between 1962 and 1964 so it's a pretty big deal for baseball congratulations immaculate inning uh i'm trying to think of what was the did you ever see that albert brooks movie with brandon fraser where he was a scout and brandon fraser threw a perfect game on the minimum amount of pitches that was the idea he had found that he was called the scout i believe and no. it, it was he had found like this, the best baseball pitcher ever. But he was socially awkward and had a lot of stuff going on and some mental issues himself. And it reminded me of that movie where Brandon Fraser pitched a perfect game with the minimum amount of pitches. An immaculate game, they called it. Either way, it was uh, 30 years ago today, August 27th, 1991, that a little band called Pearl Jam released its debut album, 10, which peaked at number two on the Billboard chart. Sold over 13 million copies in the United States alone. It kicked off their career with tracks like Even Flow and Alive and Jeremy and kind of helped put Seattle along with Nirvana and Soundgarden on the map and basically ushered in the grunge era so happy 30th anniversary to pearl jams 10 certainly an epic album hard to believe it came out 30 years ago but uh you know jeff amand is one of the uh band members in pearl jam and kind of talks about when they were making 10 how the band had uh, let's say modest goals for what they wanted to do with the album you know i think we all thought like if we sold 50 60,000 records that would allow us to make a new record and you know, I think mostly we wanted, we wanted to get out and play. You know, I think we wanted to be a touring band, and we wanted to be better musicians, and we wanted to be more powerful and tighter. And when we knew, in that process, we'd be better songwriters. And so I think for us, you know, at the time, the focus was just to be a better band. Well, I think mission accomplished there. Yeah. They did okay. Mission accomplished. <laughs> All things considered, but also, uh, you know, Stone Gossard's told us why he thinks you know after thirty years of being a band it is a very good thing that they've been around that long and they continue to get better.
1: I mean, I think we all really respect each other. We've been together long enough that we know how lucky we are to be in this position, so I think there's a lot of gratitude in the band and a lot of, like, when we show up together, we're like, wow, we have our own warehouse, and we get to... Plug in our amps, and we're going to write some new songs, and somebody cares about it, and you know we're going to put a record out, and we sold some tickets, and I mean these things are not just things we take for granted because we're totally aware of how fortunate we are.
0: Of course, Pearl Jam formed in the ashes of Mother Love Bone, a band that had Andrew Wood as its lead singer, who then passed away, and Eddie Vetter kind of took over from there, and Pearl Jam, the rest is history but certainly a pretty big deal in the world of rock as today is the 30th anniversary of ten the great album from Pearl Jam. Big J
1: on 100.3 the X Rocks.
0: To the Middle East we go for we're going to hell. Ah, uh, Metabad is the name of the country that we are headed to for today's story. There we're going to meet 22-year-old Salman Mirza. And of course, he is having himself a good time, Big J. But Salmon's got some problems. He may have been a pretty serious drug addict. Oh, no. Uh, As he was walking down the street last week, he apparently ran into a former fiance. And it had been a while since they had caught up. And so they decided to catch up and have a little bit of a good time together. And they were like, you know what, man? We see the sparks flying again. You know, we were former fiances, I guess, for a reason. Why yeah. don't you say we go uh we go, you know, figure this out and hook up a little bit?
1: Yeah, let's see if the let's see if you got any new moves. <laughs> what? New moves? Yeah. Alright. Did you learn anything after sowing your royal oats? And so,
0: uh, they decide to get a hotel room, and they decide they are going to get it on. Now. Here's where the bad things start to happen. Wow, chicka, wow, wow, what happened? 22 uh, year old Salman Mirza was about to have relations with his former fiance when he realized, oh, son of a gun, I don't have any contraception. But, you know what I do have? This tube of super glue.
1: <laughs> what is that gonna do? Well, Oh, they- no, 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 he did not. Yeah, now, Why? again. Why? I- Keep in mind,
0: he, he did not super glue his was BB. pretty high, according to toxicology reports. And I'm saying toxicology reports because... he's
1: dead? Yeah.
0: What the hell happened? He ended up using the super glue as makeshift contraception. And, you know, throwing it on there, waiting until it dried, right? Oh, okay, okay. And then getting it on. And apparently it worked. And then, you know, after the whole process happened, he was so high, he passed out. Fiance woke up in the middle of the night, realized, ex-fiance, I should say, realized this is a terrible mistake and just bounced. Left the hotel. Unfortunately, Salmon never woke up again. Uh, And so it, it became a real issue and police there started to do an investigation and they found out that, sure enough, it was the Super glue, contraception that ended up killing him. Now, the drugs he was on helped him pass out, but he had a pretty severe reaction to this contraception element that he decided to put together, and that's what they say was his actual cause of death. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't get into how or why. I don't know if it was some sort of weird allergic reaction or something like that, or it was something else entirely. All I know is the police blamed his death on this super glue condom that he ended up putting together that he should never have done. And so the family's fairly upset about it. Of course, they knew he had a drug problem. The fiance's freaking out, also clearly.
1: But well, why would she be like, yeah, this is a great idea. They both were pretty messed up, I guess. The it was down
0: to. Uh And so that's not good at all. And so there's a reminder there Listen, that... It was a matter of time before this guy died. Yeah, I mean, you're sorry. probably right. We're sorry. Probably right. But apparently, he had multiple organ failure, so this is no joke. Whatever happened to him was a serious reaction to it. Now, uh, clearly, there's not a lot of tests about it, but you're not supposed to do that, so here's a reminder not to use glue as a condom in, a, in a, even in an emergency situation. It's not a good idea. Uh, maybe like cooler heads prevailed is the only way to figure that out. I mean, I guess you have to give him credit for trying to be somewhat responsible, but uh, coming up with this plan of responsibility was also not great in any way, shape, or form. So, now you know. A little lesson going into your weekend as well. What to do and what not to do when you're about to get it on. Leave the super glue in the drawer. Jeez. Morning After with Nick at Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rocks. <coughs> It's the Beastie Boys. That is Sabotage here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's a big day of Morning After history, Big J.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Believe oh, it or man. not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. It's the Morning After.
0: Today is our anniversary. Once again, it comes around, uh, by my math, about once a year. And we got ourselves a little bit of a celebratory time as this is the 14th year of The Morning After with Nick and Big J. 14 years ago. On this very day, oh, back in 2007, we started this goofy little radio show that we wanted to do, and I don't think either of us had any kind of idea of what we wanted it to become or what it would become, but here we are 14 years later. I mean, th- when you're thinking about it, dude, I was in my 20s when this show started. <laughs> you had just started your 30s. Yeah. And so uh, now here we are 14 years later. You just turned 45 yesterday. I'm about to be... Uh, you know, 44 here in a couple of months. And so it's one of those deals where it's, uh, you know, we talk about how we've, we've grown up. On this this radio show and become different people, and I think that's mostly for the better. <laughs> but uh, there's certainly some people that can argue and disagree with that. But you know, it is strange to see how much we have changed, how much the show has changed, and how much I think we have grown and and grown up with the people that listen to this show over the last 14
1: years. Oh yeah, great. absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's that's one of the things like. You know, we've coined the term ex-family and because it seems that way. You know, really, uh, some of the listeners, especially that have been listening uh, for before you got here, yeah. uh, were kind of here, and, and then they become a part of uh, the morning show uh, lore, and the friendships that we've, you know, uh, had and developed uh, through that has been really, really amazing. And it's just a cool kind of, um, I guess, uh, you know, uh, life that we've had here together. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it's truly that. I mean, you know, you don't
0: realize how long 14 years is sometimes until, like, uh, last time I was out, I was out doing a live broadcast, and uh, somebody came up to me and uh, and said that they listened to the show and love the show every day, and they were really happy because they just got their license, and so they wanted to come out and say hello and talked about how they had been listening since they were a baby. And I'm like, a oh, baby. I guess you're 16. I mean, the show started when you were two. So I suppose that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, this person's been listening their whole life. So uh, thank you to Keith who came out and said that and showed me his driver's license and proved that. I was like, oh my God, uh, that is true. We have been on the air a while and people have in some cases been listening their whole lives, which is insane to think about. Lucky but, them. you know, the show started modestly. Um, we We kind of had this little plan as to what we wanted to do. We knew we had kind of like a plan of attack where we always wanted to kind of be ourselves and just be like two pals kind of talking and shooting the bleep if you will and somebody that you felt like you know if you if you saw us out at a bar you want to hang out and have a have a beer with us and just talk about music and pop culture and life and we knew that we wanted to kind of be this bastion for really cool people to stop on by and have a lot of interviews and talk to a lot of celebrities and kind of bring a little bit of a bigger piece of the world to Boise, Idaho. Plus, you know, we we wanted to not be what the other morning shows were you know, which were, you know, built in laugh factories where comedians did all the jokes and all you did was laugh or you did really weirdly produced parody songs or you talked about bad first date stories or you had topics of the day and all that kind of stuff was just like
1: the antithesis of what we wanted to be. Yeah. And I think I had just gotten tired of um, like insulting people's intelligence. with That stuff. And I was like, you know, let's be real and, and just, you know, more more behind the curtain than anything about how things work and just you know it's being real people instead of all that baloney which you know some of it can be fun every now and then but but on a day-to-day basis you know you want to kind of escape from i don't know just some of that but it still have a a conversation about the things that uh you as an individual kind of have going on in your life but with uh with a couple dudes who who get Get where you're coming from. Right, right.
0: And, you know, and, and that's, the, that's the big thing about the show is we tried to never be fake. I mean, the way that we are on the radio is usually how you're going to find us off the air. And so uh, that's the other good part about the show is that, you know, you, we've been in radio long enough to know that there are some people that you can work with that you do not like and that are difficult to get along with and lucky you know uh, we are a couple of guys that actually get along and can hang out outside of this place uh, despite being together for 14 years and we can get in arguments and give each other crap and we all don't take it personally and we usually just laugh when it's all done because we have fun at the end of the day and we can dish it out and we can take it and hopefully you guys like that as well but seriously from the bottom of our hearts uh, from the show being on the air for 14 years it's not something you ever, ever fathom about when you put it all together but you know when we created this show, we wanted to do something really cool for the Treasure Valley and we hoped people would come along for the ride, but you never know. I mean, you just kind of do your best and hope people find you and hope people, you know, tack on and become connected to you. And to say that you have would be an understatement because you don't get someplace and stay someplace for 14 years without some sort of success. And so, you know, when our report cards come out, we've had good ones and we've had bad ones, but to call ourselves the number one morning show in the Treasure Valley is no no small feat and it's not something that we take for granted and it's something that we appreciate every time we're able to say it and we've been lucky enough over these 14 years to be able to say it a couple of times and there's plenty of morning shows that have come and gone in this very town that have not been able to say that and so it is not something that we take lightly and it's something that we truly appreciate so if you are somebody that listens or have listens or you know somebody listens thank you so much man i mean we can't do what we do without you guys and thanks for for wanting to keep us around as long as we've been here
1: yeah, and to uh, cut through uh, reading between the lines there, what he's trying to say is, hey, uh, thanks, you picked a couple winners to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Good job on yeah. you.
0: And if you ever need to figure out like how <laughs> kick-ass and amazing we are, just keep listening, man. We'll tell you. We will happily I'll tell you. I'll probably be the one to tell you. <laughs> it's also very true. But uh, at the very least, we do appreciate it. Thank you for hanging out with us for the last 14 years from the bottom of our hearts.
1: Here's traffic.
0: Okay. Now we just got to make it to 15, Big J. That's the goal.
1: Yeah, and then hopefully we can have a big party. I mean, we had one of five. Yeah, ten. And then it's ten. Yep. So fifteen's the next one. All right. Well, uh, here's hoping. Here's crossing our fingers for Metallica. Crossing lots of stuff. How about we see... <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J.
0: important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, uh, as you know, being a teen these days seems a lot different than it used to be. The Federal Highway Administration collected data that shows that uh, just as of 2018, approximately 61% in the U.S. of 18-year-olds had a driver's license. Now that's down from about 87% back in 1983. The number of or 16-year-olds with licenses decreased from 46% to 25% in the same period. It's a trend that kind of started with people that are used to getting ride shares and having the ability to be driven places. And it continues with even the younger generation, with teens getting a slew of different reasons for putting off or just straight out avoiding getting a driver's license. Some say they they, they enjoy the transportation options, and some found driving too stressful, and some say, you know what, I just don't care that much about cars. And so it's just not something that I'm into, but the drop-off in the amount of teenagers that are learning how to and then getting licensed to drive is a pretty significant drop-off. And I can't imagine that it's just, you know, the ability for Uber and Lyft to be such a factor. I imagine it's part of it, but not the big reason, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. That seems crazy. To were me. your kids super passionate about learning how to drive and driving, or no? Uh, I you know I I don't really rem- I, all I know is that they I was pretty sure the adamant that they better learn to drive. Right, you made them, but you can't remember because I knew excitement some level? people who were scared to drive, and and they, they just you know it's it's a bad trend sometimes that it makes life difficult down the road, and I didn't want them to have to deal with that. No, it's understandable why you would want your children to drive if they were yeah. able to do so. So you force them.
0: Is that what it was? Yeah. How are they now at it? Gra- uh, they're good. Yeah?
1: They can't drive a manual. Still struggle?
0: Yeah. But you don't have any issues like uh, when they're driving in the car that you're in? You don't feel nervous about it?
1: No, I, I just have to sometimes listen to their terrible choices in music.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was not in the Federal Highway Administration study. No. I'm sorry. COVID-19 outbreak on the Tennessee Titans continues to grow. It's up to nine people as of yesterday, including their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, John Robinsons, their general manager, said that uh, tight end Jeff Swain, Justin uh, March-Lillard, the linebacker, also involved on that list. About nine players that were added to the reserve COVID-19 list. Mike Vrabel continues to be operating from home as he also tested positive, and their special teams coordinator uh, also had been affected uh, and so we'll see what ends up happening. Vrabel tested positive on Sunday. He's waiting for another negative test for he, before he can return to the team. That's going to do it for Rice Hoskins, the Philadelphia Phillies slugger. He leads the team in home runs and RBIs, but he's going to miss the rest of the season. He aggravated his abdominal tear, which he got earlier in the season, but now it needs surgery. So that's going to shut him down for the rest of the season. That's a pretty big blow to the Phillies' hopes of making the playoffs, where they're on the outside looking in currently, but... They had a chance to make it with a couple of wild cards, though. Hey, good news. Corey Taylor is feeling better. He has tested negative for COVID-19 for the last two days, at least according to his wife, Alicia. And he's been testing every single day since it happened. Uh, He tested positive a little over a week ago. Uh, So now uh, she's happy because she can see her husband again. But Taylor announced that he tested positive for COVID-19 last week and described it as the worst he's ever been sick in his life. So the good news is, he is on the mend and recovering. So I don't Quickly, know. Quickly, too. I yeah, mean, that didn't. Less than a week. But he was vaccinated. So he also said that, too. Yeah, no, I'm, that was the point I was trying to make. And so uh, he has an opportunity to do some makeup shows as it was just about to wind down his tour before he had to shut it down because he tested positive. So uh, we'll see when those makeup dates start to happen. I don't know if they'll happen right away, but I'm sure he's probably anxious to get back out there and do those.
1: Pop culture SmackDown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we got more concert action for you today. Happening, uh, a couple things are happening here in the Treasure Valley today. Uh, out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater, you've got Sublime with Rome and the Dirty Heads. That it will be a raucous event, I'm sure, and we will get you set up with tickets to that event, uh, which is happening tonight. No, no. Why do you think that show is happening? That's tonight? That's what it says here. No, it's happening on the 30th. That is Monday oh, okay. is well, when the show's happening. I better tell somebody. That's what it says here I'm, I'm just saying, it says here the 27th I understand, I understand No,
0: so everybody, Sublime with Rome is not tonight Only Cedar is tonight uh, Sublime with Rome is Monday 208-287-1003 That's the number that you need to call For these tickets if you would like them For the show at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater Big J, are you ready to play? No That's clear, but we're going to have to do it anyway Unfortunately, I'm to Sally Forth Hello, The X Hey, how's it going? Good again? man, what's your name? Jeff. Jeff, you're up first. Monty Hall was a longtime host of this game show where people dressed up in weird costumes and won what was behind door one, two, or three in a lot of cases.
1: Oh, crap.
0: Um. I might watch a game show called All Crap. I'm not gonna lie. That's not the price. Is it, price well? nope. it is the, price the price is right? Nope. Wrong. The price is wrong, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, the X. <ex. laughs> I still hello. Love you, though. Hey, uh, Monty Hall was the longtime host of this game show where people dressed up in weird costumes and won what was behind door number one, number two, or number three in a lot of cases. Uh,
1: the, Price is right.
0: the Price is Right is still wrong. Wrong.
1: <laughs> if he waited just a second. He would have heard in the background how that was wrong. Uh, hello, the X. What's
0: going on? Bob Barker was the host of The Price is Right, everybody, just so you know. Uh, Monty Hall was the longtime host of this game show where people dressed up in weird costumes and won what was behind door number one or number two or number three in a lot of cases. Oh, I mean, he hosted the show for like thirty years.
1: I can't think of the name right off the top of my tongue.
0: That's all right. It happens. I know.
1: Is it the same one that Wayne Brady also does too? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wayne Brady is the actual host uh, of the show no. yep. now. Yeah. You got that. You know the show's still on the air.
1: Let's make a deal. Yeah. All right. Let's Man, make you did a it.
0: Deal. Good job. What's your name? Jeremy. Jeremy, you're taking on Big J. Big J, uh, this star of Scrubs, Roseanne. Uh, this star of Scrubs and Roseanne is also the voice of Beth on Rick and Morty.
1: Oh dear God! A show uh, you watch. I know, I know, but it takes Beth seriously. Oh. I think Rick does. Uh, I cannot remember her name. I'm going to go with John Goodman. Wrong. (laughs) Uh,
0: Weird slam out of nowhere to this poor woman. Slam. Uh, No, the answer is Sarah Chalk. Right. She was uh, the second Becky with the good hair, and she also was uh, on uh, Scrubs for the entire run. Oh yeah, uh, which is part of the question. Congratulations, there, Jeremy. You that got wouldn't yourself all set up with uh, Sublime with Rome tickets. You can debate Big Jam when that show is, but it's no, probably it's happening Monday. on the thirtieth. Uh, So hang on one second. We'll make sure you're all set and good to go there. That's your pop culture smackdown. We will do some headlines. Those are next on the x rock Time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light as we are going to have another live broadcast this Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Albertsons Marketplace on Broadway with Jason Drew to help protect our West The Wildland Firefighter Foundation supports the firefighters and their families of those who protect our west from the devastating wildfires that have ravaged our region. In the past six years, Coors has donated over $1.5 million to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. So we're encouraging you to swing on by this Saturday from 2 to 4 at the Albertsons Marketplace on Broadway. Say hi to Jason Drew and pick up a case of Coors Banquet or Coors Light, which they will donate part of the proceeds to protect our West, and then you can enter to win a party for up to 20 people at Section 37 Axe Room, and they'll stock it up with Coors Banquet and Coors Light, giving authentic Wildland Firefighters Foundation and Coors Banquet Pulaski Axe while you're at it, so it's a pretty cool grand prize as well. Again, this Saturday, 2 to 4, Broadway in Boise at the Albertsons with the X-Rocks. Headlines are as follows, weird things are afoot. You keep using that word, And strange investment. Weird things are afoot. They say you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else, Big J. I heard that's true. And a 28 year old teacher from the UK says she felt societal pressure to get married before turning the age of 30. But she decided, you know what? I'm not ready to get married, called off her engagement. And then Patricia Christine decided, you know what? I'm going to defy expectations and I'm going to host my own self commitment ceremony. She married herself, Big J. (coughs) Happened in May of last year. She invited her closest friends, bought herself a ring, flowers, and a Bohemian wedding dress for a total cost of about 69 bucks. So it wasn't exactly a blowout. During the ceremony, she spoke about self-love. She hopes how she can help young women be accepting of themselves regardless of their relationship status. And God, I hope that's the case. I mean, I don't think you need to marry yourself in order to feel good about yourself. But if this helps other people do that, then why the hell not? I mean, she doesn't seem to be doing it, like, in a super weird way. Not that marrying yourself isn't already weird. But I'm just saying, she doesn't seem to have any delusions about, you know, I'm the only one I need to be with kind of a thing. This seems to be more about bringing awareness to being okay with who you are. And I guess that's okay, right? Yeah. I don't have any problems with that. Hopefully she's happy. That's what it's supposed to be about, this whole life thing. So hopefully she is. You keep using that word and strange investment. Uh, you keep using that word. I'm not up with all the vernacular with the kids these days, but something about this seems off to me. Now, it's a unique problem for a school district to have, but the Meade County School District in Kentucky is dealing with a group of high school students that have decided to attend school dressing like and acting like cats. Superintendent uh, Mark Martin says the costumes violate school dress code, and the situations have been addressed But the grandparent of the student says, quote, "...apparently, from what I understand, they're called furries, they identify with animals. Apparently, the students were hissing at people and scratching them if they didn't like something that they were doing. They also said that this was something that started last year." Now listen, again, I don't know exactly what a furry is. I have my idea, but I'm almost positive it's not people that dress up and act like
1: cats, right? Well, not just cats in general, no, but anything that has fur. But also, it's
0: isn't it also like a kink and a sexual thing? Uh, I think it started out that way, but now it's not. It's I mean, more it of cover just a, everything. Okay, a
1: furry is somebody that's dressing just, up in, 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 in a furry outfit and then acting like an animal. You're furry.
0: You're furry. It no longer has just strictly sexual. orientation. yeah, I don't think it.
1: Well, it, it may never have always had just a specific. Gotcha. But definitely, yeah, that is a weird kink. So kinky thing. technically, Grandpa's right.
0: They are furry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was a weird other thing. Yeah, I'm your involved. furry expert. I guess so. Uh, I will I defer to you about all furry knowledge. Uh, and bear knowledge, for that matter. <laughs> Wrap it up with strange investment. A man has been spotted going to various stores in Philadelphia and grabbing Snoop Dogg bobbleheads. Now, we're not talking about your average Funko Pop collectible here. Apparently, these are three-foot-tall promotional bobbleheads as part of a in-store Corona beer display. But... They're super expensive. Like, if you want to buy one, it's $1,000, dude. And so this guy's ganking them from stores all over the Philly area. So far, there have been at least three giant snoops stolen from various supermarkets over the past month, which would seem to be linked. So now the Philly department is looking for help to identify the suspect and wants to find out if he struck anywhere else and also advising people to not purchase these bobbleheads online if they find them because they are stolen goods, and that in and of itself is a crime as well. So keep that in mind. I had no idea that three foot tall Snoop Dogg bobbleheads would go for $1,000. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, where would you go with one? Because I hope it has a green hat. Uh, I cannot say. I do not know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You are up to date on everything. <coughs> Asking Alexandria alone again here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, you started a project last weekend. That involved a present that was given to you from your children. What was that present for?
1: Father's Day? Yeah, for Father's Day. Beautiful. And what was it again? Remind everybody. Uh, It was a Lego creator set, uh, the Austin Martin DB5. Now, technically, that's not what you were gifted. It's what you asked them to return to get for you. Yeah, well, they had given me the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. And, uh, you know, I was like, that's you know, I like Ghostbusters. I have an emotional tie to that movie for sure. But I'm like, the kids really, I mean, they wouldn't know that that well, I mean, it's not like I go around talking about Ghostbusters all the time. And I was like, hey, this is kind of a weird present. What's up with this? And, and, uh, and I asked, was there was there a choice? And, and I found out that there was a debate amongst them of whether they would get me the Ghostbusters or the James Bond. And uh-huh. I go to the wife, how would you allow this to happen? Like, of course, I would want the James Bond one over this. I mean,
0: <laughs> forever my favorite part. And, of and I'm story. like, my
1: kids don't even know who I am. It was very upsetting. And uh, so, I mean, I think for a birthday present, I might buy myself all the James Bonds on digital and make them watch them all. Oh, that should be fun. Even Moonraker. Oh, God. And Octopussy. Yeah, there's some rough there. There's some, there's some there. really yeah. bad James Bond movies. So, uh, but anyways, uh, we, we exchanged it, which was a benefit to them because uh, I got the cheaper one. Okay. The Ecto-1 is huge compared to uh, the DB5. and But it's expert level, and I've never put anything like that together. And uh, so we, we broke that bad boy open last weekend and started working on it. Uh, and it is expert level like there's an instruction manual. I mean I can't imagine. it gives me a whole like new profound... manual like it's thick. I yeah. know I've done these. it's nuts. It gives me a profound respect for those uh, Lego builders when they in that show Lego Masters. It's like amazing what they can do and they're not they don't have any directions of what they're doing no they're the ones that write those directions. Yeah so uh, we've been we've been working on that and and uh, it's a slow process just because you don't want to mess up. There's inner working parts. I mean, we're building the chassis. There's like an ejector seat for this, just like you had in Dr. No. And so you, you're building that and you don't know why these pieces are here. And, and if you know, so it, it took about two hours to get through just the chassis, build. just the chassis build, And then we're missing a part. We're like, ah, crap. You know, we, we had everything laid out and uh, sometimes stuff just doesn't make it in. And so there is like a helpline for Lego that you can call. They're only open, by the way, Monday through Friday uh, during business hours. Are you, like,
0: contacting, like, the Lego company in Sweden?
1: I I don't know where it is. I didn't do it. Uh, The wife did, and she called because we needed that replacement part. And, yeah, they're like, okay, they're going to send us a whole new bag. And we're like, we just need this part. So they're just sending this one little part what do you know what the part is like is it yeah it's it's uh no it's not really integral but i mean you're gonna need it you know at, at some point and it's uh it's like a part of the wheel okay okay and the wheels are real rubber i mean it's it's amazing yeah no they're not messing around with this stuff
0: that's why it is so expensive but it is insane do you know like how long it'll be before that part is
1: sent your way uh, five term? to seven uh, business days. Okay, so, so we you, should get it here in the next couple days. Say
0: some, or maybe even next week. Who knows? I mean, if you call it on the weekend, then it probably won't you be here. You can't call on the weekend. Week. They're not open. Well, then it won't be here till next week. But either way, uh, that is still pretty cool that they're able to do yeah. that. Did they even, like, pitch a fit or ask if no, they didn't charge or anything? That's sweet. See? That's good customer service. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. If it was just you trying to build this, would you have chalked it up as an L, or would you have gone through the effort of making the phone call yourself?
1: Uh I I no I don't know. I mean that's a great question. Probably not. Be like, ah, oh, bleep. Would you have stopped building it or would you have just been like, it's just a part on a wheel. It's okay." I probably would have just given up altogether. Be like, "You know what? Screw this and throw it in the garbage." And do I'll get it one day. One and then day blame the kids. It. You got me a defective. Yeah, <laughs> you idiots. God, you can't even do this right.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, here's hoping the part comes and that you can continue the build and that uh, it works on. Do you know what part is next when you're done with the chassis, what part you're building next? Oh, I
1: have No, I haven't looked that far ahead. Yeah, it's probably a good idea not and, to. The, and the crazy thing is, so the wife is – we have like a production, uh, you know, uh, line set. So, you know, she's arranging all the parts, and she gets all the little pieces together, and then I, you know, place them, put them into place. With your sausage fingers, yeah. that's all in there. Yeah, and so um, – That's interesting. And you you, you have to share the book. It's like, ah, it's too bad we don't have two books. Maybe you could have got an extra manual out of them. (laughs) Who knows? Morning after with Bad oversight on her part. And Big
0: J, we will give you more Lego updates as they happen, but we'll do some bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rocks. Big
1: Big J on 100.3 The X. Big prize package here. We'll get you set up with Watson's Mystery Cafe and Spirits Alive. A table for four, dinner for four, and drinks for four. Uh, That is going to be awesome. It's worth a couple hundred bucks. Uh, We'll also throw out you some tickets to Western Idaho Fair. Uh, That's going on here through the weekend. But today is Seether, so you come pick these up today. You go see Seether for free tonight. All
0: right, so you got fair tickets in line, and you got a pretty cool prize package as well to entertain yourselves if you want to play some bad impressions. Did you stand up just to do that? Yeah. Uh, 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you'd like to play, and Bad Impressions works like this. Big Jay's got three clues, and of course, he's also got them wrapped around a celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less, then this prize package becomes your prize package, and hopefully you become happy. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X.
1: Hello. Hello. What's your name, man? This is Lanny. All right, Lanny, you're up. Good luck. It's my birthday, Bitch. <laughs> no, that was yesterday. Uh, yeah. yesterday. Right, keep going. <laughs> For a kid from Emmett, I hit it big time playing Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, okay. Um, what was his name? Uh, keep going. I don't know if this is gonna help you, friend. I will be counting. I will be continuing my role as Caleb on Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I mean, the second one should really uh, give well, it away. Yeah, if you but, don't know about yeah, the second one, you're in uh, Aaron Paul. There you go. You got Boy. it.
0: Thank you, Internet. Hang on Boy, one second. Boy, you're real good at uh, ro- uh, rope-a-doping. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you, Landy. Make sure you're all good to go.
1: Why is Aaron Paul in the news? Hey, today is his birthday. As evidenced by the first clue. Yeah. <laughs> how old is Aaron Paul? Uh, Aaron Paul is 42 years old, so he's a couple years behind me.
0: Happy. <laughs> is that how you compare yourself now? Yeah, to the no, ages there's of no comparison.
1: He, he wins. <laughs> He's done pretty good for himself. He's won three Emmys, yes. so good for him. And uh, his c- career continues to uh, roll on, man.
0: Yep, he's doing the, the Westworld
1: stuff, uh, making
0: movies, a uh, new dad, working on the dad stuff, rocking and rolling, and I'm sure making a lot of people in and around the Treasure Valley very proud. Of him. Yeah, we-, we love him despite his not loving of us. Uh, it's not his fault. He's I know. He's family. I don't blame him at all. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the show here next on the x rock <laughs> Do you remember Ghost of Mars, Big J?
1: Yeah,
0: John Carpenter. Natasha Hestridge, Ice Cube, mm-hmm. That's all I've got. That is Chevelle, Mars Simula. Jason
1: Statham in that too?
0: uh that is wrapping up the morning after with nick and big j here we are on a friday that's gonna do it for us hey thanks for hanging out with us man got a knife lesson life lesson from big j uh heading into the weekend about how you need to reevaluate some things and then sometimes realize that you're right and it's okay if you were wrong and want to switch things up from time to time we also celebrated our 14th anniversary today big j 14 years of the morning after. Thank you for <laughs> from Thank the you. the other person in the room. For putting up with me. Uh, no, vice versa as well, my friend. Uh, I've got at least several people that tell me it's that's not easy, so thank you. Um, and, of course, we also have an opportunity to have some fun and give away some cool things. Enjoy X Day at the Fair, everybody. See you there at the Western Idaho Fair tonight. Adam is going to be out there broadcasting live beginning at 3 o'clock doing his show live from the Fair. Uh, and, of course, the see their fun is going to happen around 7.30 or so on the ICCU main stage. It should be a fantastic show. They usually put on an amazing one, and they're flying in just for this. So you know they're flying in special to put on a good show. That much is true.
1: Absolutely. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, Jason Statham, Pam Greer, also part of Ghost of Mars. Good job. That leaves you with the floor, Big Jay. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Nick, but it takes, uh, on the average, according to a new, new survey here, three and a half beers to get a good beer buzz going. I think it depends on the beer you drink, but sure. And it also depends on in what state, as uh, the average beer, uh, the average uh, it takes to get a buzz in Texas is five beers. Uh, Really? Interesting.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, you build up a tolerance, but it also could be, you know, depending, again, what kind of beer that you're drinking. If you're slamming back uh, beer-flavored water, then it's going to take you a few more to get that buzz on than if you were, you know, slamming double IPAs. So... Keep that in mind as well. But uh, is that down the plan, Big J? Are going to be slamming some beers this weekend? We slam to some set? beers at the fair today. <laughs> all right. Beautiful. No, no, man. I'm allergic to beer. I know. Uh, but uh, either way, hopefully you are having a responsible good time uh, when you're having a good time. That's what it's all about. A reminder that the next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Western Heating and Air. All the smoke and the junk and the outside air is making you suffer. And you don't want to put up with that bad air inside your home, too. So call Western Heating and Air about products that create a safe, clean environment for your family inside your home. Just call 208 Western for more information. Jason Drew's coming on here next. We'll see you on Monday. Have a good one. It's the x Rocks.